Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And as we're talking about our mastery and our potential, we are going to be discussing awakening to our purpose. This is our soul purpose, the reason we are here on this planet. My guest today is a master at helping people do this, and she's here to activate us today and talk about the power centers within us, our chakras. Let's welcome Tori Hartman to Quantum Conversations. Hi, Tori. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. And welcome to everyone who's joining us and who will join later. So much love to enter the door with us. Thank you. Yes, we're going to talk about awakening to our purpose and why that is so important. I know so many people these days are really feeling the call of the heart. Some may not even know what their purpose is. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you really identify that and how you step forward on that. Now, your story, you are a psychic, a world-renowned psychic. You've helped people awaken to their purpose, uh, even a, a famous story with Jeff Lewis and his TV mm-hmm. show. That's fantastic. And actually, it's about awakening our purpose. And so if people do not know about their purpose, you really help drill down. You use your psychic abilities to get there. And you've your background is very interesting because you have been connected with the angelic realm. You remember being aware of your psychic abilities since you were eight years old, and you've had a near-death experience. So share with us the story of your awakening um, and that near-death experience. Well, I'll tell you, Lauren, it's so interesting because, you know, when people ask me that, it's kind of like it's a funny thing because I want to just say as my little disclaimer, you know, I'm probably the least likely to fall into this this arena. <laughs> Because I still hand signal when I don't like how people drive. I mean, I'm really kind of this 
normal, you know, you still get spiritual. Yeah, okay. I do get triggered. I'm a real person, okay? Yes. <laughs> and I remember, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna first just tell you this. Years ago, I, I got an email from uh, one of my idols. I didn't know at the time that she even knew who I was, but uh, a woman named Sark, who's a, a writer and author, phenomenal. And she said, I just admire your work, and I was like. Yeah, what's my work, you know? And and I think that spirals back to I was invited to do some stuff with her and and I remember it goes to the question you you've asked me or you've posed to me, you know, what you know, what is your self care routine? And I said, you know, I'm probably not the best person to talk about that because I I'm terrible at self care. It's probably my worst thing. And of course everybody I didn't know it at the time because I thought, oh, gosh, I really messed that up. And everybody at the time said, oh, thank goodness, somebody else has trouble with that. <laughs> you know. And I think what I want to say is that we're all on this. It's, it's that thing Dr. King said, right? We all arrived in different ships, but we're in the same boat now. And so my near-death experience was a very simple experience in the sense that, you know, what other people can say, oh, my gosh, and your death experience was kind of like I got sick, I passed out, they almost lost me, and I came back. I mean, that's kind of the story. But on the internal mechanism, what happened was I just literally heard a steel door slam shut. And mm. it was this incredible peace that I felt. And, and as I say that, I'm going to invite everybody to just drop your shoulders right now. Just drop your shoulders because I know you're holding them. And I'm going to do what I remind everybody. I'm just going to breathe. Just breathe with me for a moment. And I want you to know that it was like a tractor beam just pulling me up. And I was in complete darkness, and I was completely happy. And I'm, I almost started, it was one of those almost started humming. You know, I'm a hummer. I hum or whistle, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, all of a sudden I realized, I didn't hear my breath. And I went, this isn't good. <laughs> and I started struggling. And in the distance, I saw what I can now see as, you know, figures moving back and forth in the light. But it kind of looked like fingers over, like waving over a light. That's how far it was in the distance. And I literally started struggling, and it was like this tractor beam just because I said, no, it's not my time, and it let me go, and I came slamming back into my body, much to the surprise of everyone in the room. And after that experience, I'd always been, and I want to be honest there, but I'd always had an intuitive side, and I'd always kind of just had hunches about things, right? The way it works for me, Lauren, is I, I would be, for example, if you and I were talking and I'm chatting with you, I'd say, oh, well, how's your mom's elbow? And you'd be like, how did you know? And I would think that you had told me. That was how my gift worked. It was it was as if I would be saying to you, oh, and and that new deal on the table, did you sign it yet? And people were like, what new deal? So sometimes I would just have this knowing. It was almost like a um, just windshield wipers that went on. I had no idea that it was right on. And so that was how my gift worked, and it was intermittent. And what I want to say to people is that most of us, most of us already know our purpose. And our purpose 
is often hidden in our wounding and the thing we run from. You know, it's there. I I often say, you know, it's like the the roadblocks that you must face on the way to your purpose. And I think that we all look at things as things we need to get rid of. Like, I need to get over that. And I'm like, no, no, don't get over it. <laughs> Use it. People are like, Use what? It. Because I'll, you know, I'll have clients come to me and say, I've got to get over this this thing I do where I just spend every penny I have. And and I remember saying, why? Well, it's not good. Well, why is it not good? Well, it's obvious, Tori. Come on, I spend all my money. Well, why is that not good? And so what I like to do is have a dialogue where it, it may not be supportive of you, but one of the things that, that I think as intuitive beings, that at least for me what I look at is getting away from the framing of not good or not bad, or bad, you know, that's a bad card, that's a good card, or this is something I need to get over. Well, wait a second. You put it there, and the minute we remove it, like it's kind of like <clears throat> the minute you remove something that you think you need to get over, you're going to just create it in another way until you really hone in on energetically what what purpose it served in putting it there in the first place. And that goes to some of my newest stuff and the stuff I've been teaching, which came out of... Um, a course I stumbled upon that I that I taught, and it's so funny, you know. I think it. I feel sometimes like it's the, you know, the post-it notes that that uh, were invented. They were supposed to be permanent notes, right? And the guy thought he was a failure because they peeled off. So post-it <laughs> notes that millions of us use, right? <laughs> yes. So what I want to say to you and to everybody listening is. Our life is like a post-it note invention. We really may be framing things in a way that make us think it's not the million-dollar idea, but you're already the million-dollar idea. It's just that we have framed it in such a way that it's something we need to get rid of or get over or overcome. And I think that when we sit back and we look at, we've put these things there because, you see, our brain's sole purpose is to is to protect us and make us look good, keep us safe. Therefore, our brain will always shut down our intuition. And what I teach again and again and again and everything people work with me on is how to recognize and trust your intuition, seeing that it's always working, being amazed by it. And as you step into your intuitive wisdom, which is always firing, by the way, you're going to find that you will recognize when your brain tries to make you safe and your brain comes up with all sorts of little mechanisms. Um and the way you know, and the, the question, of course, is, well, how do I know if my intuition is speaking to me? Well, nine times out of ten, there are about five or six triggers that will help you know. 
And this becomes important in life purpose because your intuition will be speaking to you when, you know, I know because I'll have a client say, I don't understand. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Okay. I'm so frustrated. Mm-hmm. All of those are mechanisms of the brain to shut down the intuition. Because if the brain doesn't understand something, you're going to be unsafe or look bad. And so if your brain's sole purpose is to protect you, it's got to shut those things down. And what I've discovered is a lot of the techniques that I worked with all came from chakra wisdom, by the way. The After my near-death experience, and I had these angels, if you will, or spirits, if you will, come tell me these stories that I honestly, I thought they were like silly. <laughs> I was like, and I remember somebody saying to me, don't ever tell somebody you thought they were silly. I'm like, okay. And then I went, why? Well, I thought they were kind of silly, but these spirits wouldn't go away till I wrote them down. And they got shoved in drawers and they sat there for years and years and years. And when I say to everyone, and this is important, this is an important part of the story in terms of the near-death experience and coming back and having all those angels tell me these stories. I knew they were important, but I had no idea what to do with them. And I followed, I followed the breadcrumbs, so to speak. I had a friend in dire straits, and he needed to make some money. And he said, what do I do? And he came to me for a, quote, reading. <clears throat> And I pulled out one of the fables because I had all these fables. And I said, oh, here, read this while I go get a pen. And he read it and he put it down and said, okay, I got everything I need. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, it, he needed $1,000 by Friday. It was now Tuesday. And, you know, my thing was, okay, make calls to clients. You know, he, he was, um, he was uh, I want to say physically challenged. We, in the old days, we'd say handicapped but he was a brilliant artist. He just couldn't use his left side. And that, I think it was Thursday at about around 10 o'clock at night, he got a call from his client, who was Crayola, and the guy said, listen, I need something at 8 in the morning. I know you can do it. It only pays a 1000 bucks. Do you want it? And my friend said, of course. Well, he went, this guy, my friend, went on to say it was these stables, it's these stables. And he and I, this is now 20-something years ago, we formed these, I want to say, mastermind groups. That's how color wisdom, and that's how, because all the fables were told to me in color. And that's how it developed, was in mastermind groups. And people later went on to these groups to best-selling author, Academy Award winner. I mean, I can go through all of the people that worked with this material. And the point is, and the reason I'm saying all this, is it's constantly in evolution, and you know this. Every time you talk to someone, it's like that moment of, what just happened? Something shifted, you know? And if we're not having these quantum conversations, then we're not, we're not in our life. And and I just want to really acknowledge right now, Lauren, Lauren, and I want to acknowledge everyone and just say this. We are going to send you light for all that you do for people and the people that forget sometimes to thank you for it. I just want to say that in this moment. I don't want to wait till the end. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I that's, want to take uh, this moment. That's beautiful. Well, there's an, a very important thing that's happening right here. And that is the service you do 
you will never make enough money for that service. And I want people to understand that right now. And I'm saying it because it's your focus is on the service, not the reward. And I just want to let people know that there's a tremendous amount of work that goes into what you do and you make it look easy. And these conversations, if it can save one life, it has done its purpose. And I know there's many you've saved. And I'm I'm getting that intuitive hit, and so I'm telling you and reminding you of that right now, okay? Mm. So I just needed to say that so everyone's in that space with us because your wounding, your wounding becomes your greatest gift. And, you know, I want to say this to you where, you know, you were not acknowledged enough for all that you did for your family. And mm-hmm. and and that's the gift you keep giving is you keep giving that level of acknowledgement to your speakers and to the people that are around you. And I want to just say that, that, you know, our gift is, is coming from our wounding. And <clears throat> I, I really feel it's important. Wow. Well, you just hit that spot on... Because my, one of my core wounds was summed up in the word, it began in the womb, and I summed it up in that word, acknowledgement, mm-hmm. not even being acknowledged in the womb as my mm-hmm. parents were divorced before I was even born. So that is amazing that you picked up on that. Let's. Uh, yeah. And so what I do, it's interesting because I feel... I know my purpose and I feel I'm I'm living my purpose every day. I wish to awaken as many people as we can. And I want to thank all of the listeners who show up to a show like this because they are going to be helping all the others on the other side as well. Not on the other side of the veil, but they're helping others awaken and step into their mastery and we are all stepping onto new earth. So I think that's very cool. So uh, another example then, and so I guess my pain, that's interesting that you picked up on that. So my core wound of acknowledgement, here we go, and, and I'm working towards that, and that is my purpose. For example, right. you, you've helped a lot of people, and um, someone pretty famous that you helped, well, I'd say famous, is uh, Jeff Lewis and his TV mm-hmm. show, Flipping Out. Mm-hmm. If you want to share how you helped him, if without getting too personal or, or, or invading his space, share mm-hmm. an example of how that helped him take his wound into his passion or his purpose. Oh, boy. Um, or you could hmm. use other examples as well of other people. Yeah, let me... Let me come back to that because um, I was going to, I think, let me give you an example of my wounding and how I discovered that. Sure, And then I'm sure Jeff will come to me in a moment. But first I wanted to say one other thing that's important. I want to really um, acknowledge, if you will, how many people you acknowledge. So the wounding of not being acknowledged has allowed you to be the person that acknowledges legions of people. So the gift of acknowledgement is the gift you give. Mm -hmm. And it flows through you. And I really want to underline that, that 
when I say our greatest wounding becomes our greatest gift, I'm going to give you another example, everybody, which is this. And I want to tell you, it wasn't until after the the Shocker Wisdom cards were published that I really saw this because, uh, and I'll tell you that if you want it, I'll tell you the story, but the the bigger piece of this is I remember I was working on my course, Life Purpose Divination, and at those time at those in those days I thought it was I thought it was gonna be a how to read the cards course and it ended up being my post it notes, right? So I was working on the course and all of a sudden one morning I sat up in bed and it hit me. From the time I was five years old until the time I was fifteen, my mother would literally sit me down and she told me I had no command of the language and that her job was to make sure and to dictate, she would dictate my papers to me. She wanted to make sure that, that the language flowed through her to me. So I had to write down word for word what she said to me, and those were the papers I turned in. And if I did not write it down word for word, she would go into upset, into that state. And so as a result, I never really learned to do my own writing. And when I was 15, my mother died, and I failed English. Mm. And I had to then work seven times harder than anybody else because my wounding was I never really understood. I didn't know the difference between a verb and an adverb. A lot of people don't. But the point is that I did not understand how to write. I didn't understand the English language. And But I had an imagination, and I could tell stories. Because, you see, they can't take the mind from you. So I remember I sat up and I thought, oh, my gosh, my wounding gave me the unique qualification to take dictation from the angels. And so when the spirits came to me after my near-death experience and they told me their stories, I had learned I'd been trained to take dictation. And so I would write down word for word what they said. They wouldn't go away till I wrote down these stories. Uh-huh. And it was such a direct purpose. I've been saying for years, oh, your your wounding is your greatest gift and you know, I grew up in a in an alcoholic home, so I always thought it had to do with, you know, me understanding people who grew up with alcoholism or who themselves had the disease. And I do have a lot of understanding of that. And yet what I really got was that the idea of your wounding becomes your gift was such a full circle for me. And that is what I found that once I acknowledged that that, that was a gift. And if my mother hadn't dictated my papers, I would not have been chosen by the angels to deliver that material. And then I had to really look at the fact that, hey, I did that service. Now what do I want to do with my writing? Now what? who do I want to be? You see, one of the things that happens is once we, once we challenge and find our purpose and accept that it's been in us all along, because you see, we all have the ruby slippers. Once we uncover it and discover it, then we are left with the real challenge. And the real challenge is to comprehend that life is now on our terms. And that in and of itself can be huge because once we recognize that we created everything and 
and and we are responsible for it, then we now have to look at the fact that when we're sad, when we're happy, when we feel feelings, we created everything. And I talk about when I was teaching the class, I would talk about Harold and the Purple Crayon. And for those of you that don't know, it's a little, it's a children's book. And it was written by Crockett Johnson. I guess it was, I want to say it was in the 30s. And the point is, it's Harold and his purple crayon. And he draws everything he needs in life. And it's a sweet little story, but it tells the story of when we create something, we are creating it from a moment in time. And in Harold's case, you know, he, he he's drawing stuff and he's drawing his life and he's hungry so he draws an apple tree, but that attracts a dragon and he gets scared and then he attracts, then he, his, his hand shakes and he creates water and he falls into the water not knowing how to swim, so then he draws a boat. So the point is that we, if we create it all, then in fact, when we step into it, we can change anything in an instant. And it is about personal responsibility. It is about understanding that we are a lot stronger than we think we are. And the the more people that keep themselves weak, the more disempowered we all are. And this is, it's really an interesting time we're living in, um, Lauren. And, And for those of you listening, I mean, either we all created our circumstances or none of us did. We are either the victim of the circumstances in our world right now or we all as a collective consciousness created what's going on. And so if we created what's going on and you hate another person thinking they're a certain way or their beliefs are different, you're actually hating an aspect of yourself. So we are all either in this together or none of us are in. It's really a very interesting time if you think about it. Oh, yes, and that's why it is very important to hold our vision on New Earth, to anchor and center in the heart, and also merge with the higher mind. I love what you said there about the real challenge now is knowing that life is on our terms. We like to say get out of our own way with those belief systems. And last week we were talking about committing to living in joy 100%. And it was like when we were able to do that and feel that, experience that and feel joy, we can really be responsible for our emotions or we notice when emotions come up to take us out of that centeredness and that joy. And so that's it. We need to really work with those emotions and clear them out. Well, but I, I I wonder this, and bear with me because I'm always, you know, I'm a person that believes there's no such thing as balance. I'm one of those kind of like, well, when I say believe, I don't really have a belief. I just kind of have a sense that we're always out of balance. The key to it is to learn to surf. You know, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think, the, and don't get me wrong. You know, I was just did. I just did a piece on this uh, uh, the other day about the joy card, and you know, because I can, I teach people to read the chakra wisdom cards. And so I remember a number of years ago, somebody said, "Oh, good, I got the joy card." I said, "Why are you happy?" <laughs> she said, 
that's a good card. Mm -hmm. I said, is it? And she said, yes. And I said, okay. And there was a pause, and she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I said, sometimes, especially if we look at the joy card, and we're really not in that place. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. who are hell, are really bent on giving joy, but they're angry as hell. Right. And they've got all this anger, right? And don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that it isn't a good thing to feel joy, but sometimes we simply don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we really, there is that challenge. And yes, we can be talked into it for a time. However, it's finding our shadow side that and 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 really getting that we have that shadow side that will help us find the other side. In other words, mm-hmm. there cannot be a North Pole without a South Pole. So the idea that half of our, and I'm using America as an, as an example, half of America is on the North, you know, is, is on the North Pole and the other half thinks they're on the North Pole, it, you know, it, it, it creates this, it creates this, I want to say, tension that, no, you've got people that are different opinions, different sides, different things. The, the issue is, can we all surf and enjoy the waves together? Yes. It, you know, you don't get to be happy just because, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and, 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 and nobody else does. In other words, in other words, you get to be happy and at the same time, what if I gave you an entire vocabulary so that you could at any time feel, you know, I could stand here and say, I'm in upset. And I was, I called a friend of mine yesterday. I said, I'm really in anger right now. She said, what's going on? I said, I don't know. I just need to go for a walk. And it was just a feeling. It was just a state. I chose it. And sometimes that anger mobilizes me to step into from that frustration. I find that voice again. I find that voice of truth. And I think that sometimes I feel that we can be so quick to put like that, you know, happy, happy, free, free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think we miss the steps. And I joke around a lot. I'll say, oh, here, you know, don't do a spiritual bypass. Right. I was going to say that would be, we're not saying do a a spiritual bypass. Absolutely. I just find it interesting. It really does help you see the shadow, right? If we want to be here, it, you can start to see where um, this like feelings of anger could pop up and you're like, whoa. And it, and yeah. so it does. So it does help you, you know, and see that shadow. And it doesn't define you. I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you, but it, I get so excited. But it doesn't define who you are. It's It says, oh, I'm in anger. Okay. I think that what's happened is we are defining people based on our anger. If we're angry about something, that person must be wrong. And I think that that's where we have to look at, wait, 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 wait. I'm defining myself based on my feelings. That's not who I am. Yes, there you go. Right? Mm -hmm. So that goes to my purpose is, to experience fully the life I was given. The purpose is to be in it. You know, I was, I was the first time I taught this course, Life Purpose to the Nation, I had a woman in the course. And, and at the end, she really got it. And she said, you know, Tori, I'm just so disappointed. 
I said, what happened? She said, well, I really wanted my purpose. How many of you relate to this? I really wanted my purpose to be to write a book. But I I learned that my purpose was to be a great mom and and a great wife, and that's what I am. And I went, that's fantastic. What's wrong with that? She went, oh, I wanted it to be something else. And I said, wait a second. She said, what? I said, your purpose is not a thing. It's a platform. It's a first chakra. It's a foundation on which you stand. It's not something you do. You stand on the foundation of being an amazing partner to your husband, an amazing mother to your children. This woman who came into this life to have this foundation, that's your foundation. From there, you can do anything. And she went, oh. I said, you can write a book. You could do anything. Once we determine our spiritual foundation, which is our purpose, you see, it goes back to what I said to you, which is your foundation is acknowledgement. What an incredible gift you give speakers and the world and people who have not felt they've been acknowledged. So when we talk about your purpose, once you once you discover it, right, once you get that first chakra, which everybody knows before we talked about the power of the first chakra, and I am I will promise to take you through meditation of it so you can you can discover it. And what I want to say is once you get that foundation, then what I love to do is take you through and and I I did this in my course, the one I was telling you about where you then discover all of the, you uncover and unwrap the gifts in the different chakra. Because they're in you. See, the chakra is your map. A lot of people call it energy centers, right? So just to give you the, the I always used to say monarch notes, but the cliff notes of chakra. The chakra basically, we use the basic seven energy centers. And they begin with your root, which is your foundation. Your second chakra becomes your emotions. It's how we feel. And if you notice, they're going to be lightly connected. Our third chakra is about how we think and what our plans are going to be. Fourth chakra becomes our heart. Now, if you notice, everyone, I'm purposely speaking in a specific tone that only goes to your intuition. I'm going to invite you to just drop your shoulders, relax, and let go of anything that your mind is doing. Your heart chakra is really the opening to the higher consciousness. Once you say yes in your heart, it goes to your fifth chakra, which is the expression we make to the world. Have you ever walked in a store and the the person behind the counter ignores you? They're just too busy and they're maybe angry about something? That is a communication that they are giving you. That's fifth chakra. So even if it's silent, we give out a communication. We're telling the universe what to give us at all times. Then we step up into that third eye or sixth chakra, which is really psychic sense, sixth sense. It's also where we hold our hidden family agreements. And that's where I believe a lot of our purpose gets to be unpacked and we get to do higher consciousness work. And then our seventh chakra is the mind. It's the only one that does not reside of the seven in our body. It's a universal consciousness that connects us all. So when we get to that seventh chakra, we are actually not creating anything. 
anyone who lives in that cannot live on the earth plane long. Um, James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, anyone who is in that Janis Joplin, when they're in that seventh chakra, they need to bring that back to first chakra to create. Nothing gets created in the seventh. It always, the platform gets started in your first. That is the reason when people say to me, why haven't I created? Well, you've tried to deny what your gift is, and you're trying to run from your platform. This woman's platform was to be a wonderful wife and mom. That was her first chakra platform. Yours is acknowledgement. And it's usually something we were denied as kids. We did not get something. And so we think it has to be out there. The reality is we're already experts at it, and that becomes our first chakra. So that is your very brief journey through the chakra, and I want to give you a moment (laughs) before I take anybody into a meditation. (laughs) Well, that is really beautiful. Thank you for explaining those chakras in that way. You make it very clear. And when we say, you said earlier that um, the greatest wounding is also um, our greatest gift. And then you said, too, what we run from. So then this means we really need to step into all of our fears. And I can see even in my own life, there's things that I want to do, but I'm fearful about it. But uh, that's fuel for the fire, or it should be. Well. And here's the thing that's brilliant about it. What if I told you that it actually is all locked into your intuitive wisdom and your chakra? And therefore, it's actually those moments, and I'm getting truth bumps as I say this to you, except those moments, and everybody says it, we all do. Wow, that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share with you something that happened in uh, in a Life Purpose Divination class because it goes exactly to what you're talking about. I had a woman come to me in one of my classes, and and this was when I was doing a lot more uh, focus on multi-generational healing, and we cover it in in the six chakra stuff. Anyway, this woman comes to me and she says, I just want you to know, this was right before the class, I want you to know I'm not going to forgive my parents. And I said, okay. So I said, let's get started. And she said, no, no, I want you to know I'm not going to forgive my parents. And I said, this is not the parental forgiveness class. That's down the hall. <laughs> we're doing we're doing something else, right? And she said, Oh. I said, But I can tell you want to share about it, so why don't you tell us what's going on? And she said that she and her brother, when they were little, were in a cult. Her parents were in a cult and they wouldn't let them out until they were old eighteen. And she always and this was about because I always say that and and this is part of the work that I do. It skips a generation. So our our wounding and what we need to heal is in our grandparents. It's not in our parents. Our parents may have scarred us, but it's our grandparents who we have agreements with, which I'll explain a little bit more in a moment. But what happened was she said, I'm not going to forgive them. I don't care what you say. And I said, I, I, fine, just tell me what happened. She said, well, we were in this cult, and my my grandparents – never came to save us. They never helped us. They never did anything. They just left us there until we were 18, and then I just disconnected from everybody. And part of the work that we were doing, a little bit of it anyway, was to just, you know, fill in some stuff about grandparents. And she said, well, I never met them. I'm not interested. 
I said, well, I'll tell you what. For the sake of this class, just go ahead and then write down what you think of your grandparents. You don't even have to meet them. She said, well, okay. So she comes back two weeks later, and she's completely ashen, like no color in her face. And she says to me, oh, my gosh. And I said, what? And she said, I found out my grandfather spent his fortune trying to save my brother and I, and he couldn't get us out. He took my parents and the cult to court. He kept trying to sue to save us. And I just looked at her, and she said, and she starts crying, and she said, and he died the day before I started this class. And I looked at her, and I said, you were profoundly loved. Do you get that? And she said, yes. And she said, I don't even have to think about forgiving my parents. Right. Because it wasn't that kind of class. So sometimes our brain will take us to, we need to do this, or we need to do that. And sometimes it's just taking us on that intuitive journey. And when she said that, her whole life changed. And knowing that someone somewhere sacrificed, and this is for everybody listening, somebody somewhere sacrificed so you could be here. Another one of the people in my class said, this was a a live class I did, she had met her, uh, she'd never met her grandmother. And she realized that, her mother was very cruel to her, but her grandmother was always absent. And her grandmother had been a nurse. She had come to America from France, didn't speak anything, no English, no English at all, taught herself English, struggled here, but ultimately built up a nursing practice. And my client said, do you recognize, she said this to me, she said, do you realize how much my grandmother must have suffered and sacrificed? So that we could have what we have today. And it was just such a beautiful moment because I said, do you? And she said, yes, I do. And I have to tell you, when we get that we weren't just thrown into this earth, that our parents our parents did stuff that scarred us all, okay? I'm just going to say this to everybody. They, they all scarred us. <laughs> and yet when we recognize, when we step back and we get that, the journey in terms of our chakra and our healing leading us to that platform of the first chakra is, in this conversation, is life-changing. And the idea is that our map is in us. We have what we need. And you know what? When we have the skills, that doesn't mean that we won't have a bad moment or a challenging moment or that we won't feel like, you know, we're laying face first down in the mud, you know, what it really means is that we have the tools to get up again. We have the tools to recognize that we are here for a reason and there are people who benefited from our existence because we're benefiting from someone else's existence. And so it's a really important idea that there is there is that thing of like our fears, right, our fears are are the key to our enlightenment. You know, there's a, in my fables, there there's a card called the enlightenment card. And in the fable, it's the fable of the mighty topaz. And at the end, the little boy runs up to topaz at the end of this fable and says, what is the answer then? What's the answer to enlightenment? How do I get it? What's the, what is the journey? And topaz says, it's through your fears. 
And that is the one thing our brain tells us. Oh, don't go there. You're going to hurt again. Mm -hmm. And yet our intuition says, boy, there's some juicy stuff down there. (laughs) And, you know, that's the... That's the beauty of it. I, there's a card in um, in uh, Chakrism, the recovery card. And a lot of people think it's recovery from disease. And I always say, what if it's recovering a part of you that you never knew you had, which is what our life purpose is? It's discovering those parts of us that we've been trying to hide. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. And, and we think, oh, that doesn't make me look good. And yeah. you know what? It's it's the humanness that people love. And I used to teach voiceover when I had, I had a recording studio in Los Angeles years ago. Well, not that long ago. I sold it a couple of years ago. And one of the things I used to teach when I would teach people about their authentic voice or their genuine voice was I would say, it's the part of you that you're trying to get away from. It's that part of you that you don't want people to hear that is your authentic voice that people really are craving. People want to hear what it's like to not be acknowledged, and they hear it in your love of acknowledging them. And every time you do it, it's like an angel gets its wings. Every time that woman speaks to her husband or to her children lovingly. Every time that woman, my client, the gal in the class recognizes that her grandfather loved her and he spent everything he had to try and save her. And ultimately he did save her. You see, that's the funny thing. He didn't fail, he saved her. And when she recognized that, she said, well, he he died, I never met him. And I said, he but he won. She looked at me. I said, he saved you. Look, you got it. And she went, oh, my gosh, he did save me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all we have to do is be willing to go on that journey. And that's what I teach. That's what I love. Because for me, it's about you allowing you to write your own story, right? Because that's what I do. My story, my mother wouldn't let me write it. But you know what? That holding it back and holding it back and holding it back made the volcano bigger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're grateful for that and beautiful. And you stepped mm. up. Mm-hmm. And the mm. map is, is within us. And so, right. and, so, and so you teach, of course, the life purpose divination and right. it involves the chakra wisdom that the angels gave to you. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to, there's many people that have asked questions and there's many hands sure. raised. So you're going to lead us in a group process that will really tap us into that foundation, the spiritual foundation in the red perfect. chakra. And that is perfect. Before we get there, though, what was that like for the angels to come and share this story with you? And did you have any doubt about that? Or you knew the angels were talking with you and you said you put it away in drawers for years. So um, beautiful, though, that they gave you the chakra wisdom. Yeah, I'll make that part brief. I don't want to make that a long story, so I'll just encapsulate it by saying 
it was it was not this beacon of light that came through the ceiling or anything. It was more of I'm going to be honest with you and everybody. It was more of an annoyance. They wouldn't go oh. away until I wrote the story down. Interesting. And their level of insistence was the same level of my mother knowing that feeling I had. I had to write mm. it down. So I re-experienced my wounding with each fable because it was their voice, not mine. And I had to write everything. And as soon as I wrote it down, they went away and they left me alone. And there was the healing. There, That's that healing yeah. aspect for you. Okay, right. well, that is very cool and it, and very interesting how it was, like, annoying because, you know, again – it could be annoying <laughs> to look deep within ourselves and to do that inner work. It it could be annoying, right? And remember, don't, you don't right. Yeah. The spiritual stuff always happens when you please, please, please. I've got to do something else, and we forget that it's the it's it's not the something else. It's the distraction that matters. And before my father died, this was when you know phone calls were expensive, and he'd say, "This is this is costing so much money. You just caught." I said, "You know what? I'm gonna save lots of money once you die." But for now, can I spend it talking to you? And he was like, oh, well, since you put it that way. And <laughs> I never regretted any of that money. Never. Right. I never regretted any of it. So the thing is, that can lead us into different conversations. So let me do this process. It's going to take about, I'm going to invite everybody. It's going to take about, um, um, I'm going to say 100 seconds. Okay. And now that I've told your, all of your brains that, I'd like you to drop your shoulders and I'd like you to step into that part of you that's your higher self. And you all recognize it already. You already know that part of you. And we're going to breathe and we're just going to drop our shoulders again and we're just going to be together in this place. And I want you to notice that you're not alone. Observe that others are sending their energy and their light to you. And I'm going to invite you right now, as you breathe, and just exhale anything you don't need into the light that's coming from the heavens. I'm just shooting through all of us into the ground. I want you to observe. I want you to notice that your feet are firmly planted on the ground. Even if you're sitting, laying down, it's fine. I want you to imagine that from your feet are roots. And these energetic roots, they're just energetic roots that have gone into the ground that are grounding you to this earth. And I want you to observe that they've always been there. These are your root chakra. And I want you to notice just an observer right now. Notice where they go. Don't try to move them. Just observe how deep or shallow and now I'm going to ask you to imagine that from the, the light above, a burst of white light comes down, comes through you into your roots. And I want you to imagine that these roots are going to grow and expand further and wider than your imagination can take you. And I want you to now imagine that these roots are drinking from, they've tapped into, oh my goodness, some fabulous, juicy, delicious spring water that is so pure and maybe on the other side they found some minerals and they are just dancing and all of this energy from your root is 
coming up into your into your solar plexus, into your torso. And I want you to imagine now that the energy from these roots have gone out and made you stronger, wider. And I want you to notice how the white light from the heavens is coming down, connecting you and these roots. And I'm going to ask you to observe right now, as you send these roots out, I'm going to give you a little bit of a a first chakra suggestion. I want you to observe who you are right now is bigger and wider than anything else that can possibly come toward you. And now I'm going to invite you to imagine your roots connecting with people and circumstances that will bring to you just energetic joy and let's do money. Money from unexpected sources. Who can't like just vibe with a little money coming in? All right, so let's do that. Let's send that energy out as a swirl of energy. We send it out to the universe and we ask that it come back into us and so it is. Now I'd like you all to come back to your waking consciousness in this moment and really observe how powerful that root is and will continue to be for you. And remember, you can grow it and have it tap into any earth source you need at any time, and so it is. All right. Okay, and so it is. And I hope that that really assisted the listeners who had questions that they were asking about their purpose and frustration or depression from not knowing it. Very helpful there. Very empowering. Thank you. Thank you. And something you're reminding me of is that the, the video that you and I talked about earlier does address depression and purpose and all of that. And there is a series of videos that people will get. When they register, they're going to get all of those videos. So I really want to say that. Um, that's important, too. Um, yes. Okay. So that video you're speaking of, it's, uh, mm-hmm. the, it's one of those videos located on your special offer page. That link is available on this web page. So now's a good time to talk about that then because you've mentioned the chakra wisdom and the life purpose mm-hmm. divination. And this is a special offer that you have for our listeners. So share a little bit about what's all involved with that and how we can best use it. Well, one of the things that's really fantastic about this is how quickly and how easy it is to do. Now, I want to say it's not without energy put into it. However, one of the great things about this whole program is that when you step into each chakra, each module takes you to a deeper level of knowing your purpose. And really, there's a level of self-forgiveness that happens that I can't even explain. It's not something you do. It's something that you receive. And one of the things I want to say, too, is there's a group Facebook page with this that is fantastic because people, I know I'm on it all the time. I'm always giving people suggestions and answering questions. I'm very involved with it. But this particular course is so mind-blowing in that each of the seven modules will take you through each of your chakra maps and you'll do a really 
fun kind of intuitive exercise. And you go, this doesn't make sense, and you're writing it down, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, my gosh, it makes so much sense. And your own intuition will be feeding back answers to you at such a rapid rate. It really is about shaking the tree and really making a difference in your own world. And I have to tell you, the thing that surprised me is how much how much depth people had with card reading when they took the course because they understood how to work with their intuition in, in entirely new ways. So it really is an intuitive journey. And so when we talk about life purpose divination, it's understanding that really knowing when – so many people ask me, what's the difference between my brain and my intuition? And this course is about answering that. It's about learning to live intuitively and really trusting that part of you that will take you where you dream of being. And, oh, boy, I can fill another fill another hour with, <laughs> with those stories. But, you know. Anyway, I don't know what else I need to tell you about it, except that if here's the thing about this particular course. If there's something in you that feels like, I'm just, I don't understand why my life is the way it is or I'm really feeling left out or I can't understand how to make changes in my life. This is all about that. And the purpose of it is to help you live intuitively at a level you really hadn't thought about living before. And I have to tell you, you know, it's the old cliche of like, you know, I I had a lot of a lot of these issues that were in my life. You know, I felt empty in the face of what appeared successful. You know, and if you feel other people are always more fulfilled or successful than me. And by the way, if you overeat, you drink, you do other distracting behavior to avoid feeling bad, welcome. <laughs> and and that's the thing, too. I always felt like an outsider everywhere, and that's where this work really changed the landscape for me. And the other thing is anger and upset for no apparent reason. Those are things that really came forward to me. And I really felt there was a life that I was born to live. And, you know, ironically, I was 80% living it, but I didn't know it. And I think that's what a lot of this is about. It's about recognizing that, oh, my gosh, going back to my client who was, who is a great wife and mom, you know, she suddenly had a platform that she knew she had, but she could appreciate it. And really enjoying the life and that success and that experience of it that you feel eluded you at one time. And, of course, really finally trusting your intuition. That's a whole nother, you know, uh, journey, but it's big. Yes, trusting that intuition, because we know that we know what we know. You know, as a girl, right. you always knew what you knew. We override mm-hmm. that. The brain definitely overrides that. The ego, we could call it, perhaps, or um, what other people think about us, you know, or any of those belief systems, if we get caught up in that, but trusting the intuition really is the key. And that's what you, what your program offers is this deep connection to the intuition. You know, isn't it interesting when we don't listen to our intuition, sometimes (laughs) that might uh, slap us upside the head or worse. 
It always does. And, and, <laughs> and I can just give everybody just a, you know, you all relate to this, right? The idea that, you know, that one time I should have listened when I didn't like that contractor or I didn't really feel comfortable with that one person. But you know what? They sold me by my ego. They told me I was going to get something that I wanted that I knew I couldn't achieve by the get-rich-quick scheme, but I did it anyway. I can't tell you how many times I have a very good friend who would, who was selling oxygen. She's like, oh, here, you can sell oxygen, you know, or, or you can sell groceries, you know, lifelong groceries or, you know, the, all the MLMs. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. And it's like, no, that never worked. It never worked. And it didn't work for her. <laughs> Although it did work for her because she suckered everybody else into buying. But <laughs> well, just... I mean, that I mean, doesn't that bring up what we were chatting about in the beginning is that really as we are living in our heart and, and working with the higher mind, we do what we love first, and then we are inspired for the streams of income. And that really is a shift. It's an energetic shift in our relationship with money that, um, right, multi-level marketing, oftentimes we do get caught up in the ego or how much money you can make or if you're in the top of this um in the upline and you have a huge group of people below you, right? And I think people are not resonating with that anymore when we truly do move into our heart and into our purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I agree. Mm-hmm. So this is it. We're We're just learning to step in to our passion and our purpose and live from the heart with the higher mind. And be in the frequency that creates from this space. And that's how we do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, we will be provided for by the universe and taken care of. I know that doesn't mm-hmm. seem logical at times. If you love butterflies, how you could possibly earn a living off of butterflies. But there are ways to do that. There are people who love dolphins. And now they are supported because of their love for dolphins or nature or photography, all of that. So really beautiful. Okay, so tapping in to our intuition. Yes, okay, with the focus on service. So I have a few people who have their hands raised. There's obviously more people with their hands raised than we can get to. But you're a psychic, and I know some mm-hmm. folks are going to want to know, or they're going to want to hear from you on their goal and their passion. What's the best type of question that people can ask you on this um, this level? Because it's not like you're going to do a, a reading, really, on people, but you can help them. Mm-hmm. I think the thing, the thing is that um, it's, boy, um, I don't know how to answer that right now. Like my brain just went. Right? <laughs> uh, let me think for a second. I think the best way is to, is to really sincerely say, "Well, um, I, I think maybe just ask your question and, and see how I answer it." Okay. I think the hardest thing though is be aware that if it's one of those, "Does he love me?" or "Will I get that job?" It, that that doesn't. I can't serve you best if we're not talking about purpose, if we're talking about 
something like that. That mm-hmm. I think that okay. may be the best way to do it. All right. Well, let me ask you this question then from mm-hmm. Nev in Sydney. And mm-hmm. I know that um, this comes up with other folks as well. So Nev says, Good. I seemingly have been blocked from receiving communication from the higher realms, from chatting with my higher self to synchronicity stopped about seven years ago. I'm trying to open up to the energy for my 5D life's purpose to come through. Any thoughts mm-hmm. on this? Wow. You know, um, I really work with the idea that a block is actually something you've made meaning of. What I mean by that energetically is that if I decide that I'm blocked, it is because my brain has done it for a good reason. And Nev, I'd like you to just go into the truth in your body. Okay, just go inside. And just really look at the pain of that disconnection. It's about what I'm picking up right now for you is that it's a disconnect from yourself. Somewhere along the way, you decided that your power is dangerous. And I want you to know that that may not be true. And I hope that connects because that's what I'm picking up instantly. Does that make sense to you, Lauren? It does. Thank you. And Nev, you're welcome to share that back. And so that's a great way for our callers. We're going to take a few. We have time for Mm -hmm. a few to ask you how they can take their core wound. If they're aware of the wound, or maybe you'll help pick up their wound and then move Mm -hmm. forward. Okay, so let's go to Marla in Millbury, Massachusetts. Hi, Marla. Hi, Lauren. I always know when you're going to call me. Oh, thank you. Your intuition is on high, girlfriend. Right on spot every time. Yeah, this is a great, uh, I love your programs. Um, but my question is, I'm doing a little bit of suffering, and as we know, there's always messages in the suffering. And um, uh, pain, physical pain in my lower right lung. And um, I was just wondering if you might have any uh, insight on that. Yeah, um I'm going to I'm going to say what I what I hear, Marla, and thank okay. you for that question. Uh-huh. You know, that that lung and when you said, you said, did you say lower right? I did think you say so. lower right. Lower right lung. No, because lower right, I'm, yes, I did. Okay. What I'm feeling is that um and I know about lung work, ironically, it's that is afraid of your breath, afraid of life. And I have to tell you, this is about, I don't want to ask you the question, and here's the funny thing, because your brain wants me to say, you know, the intellectual, what are you afraid of? And your intuition wants me to say, what cliff do you want to dive off of? And what wings do you want to sprout? Where do you want to land? Hmm. What life do you want to be living? Oh, okay. That makes sense. And I want you to breathe. 
And I want you to know that what I'm really feeling is that you do deserve this. This is something that I feel it's very strongly uh, related to your mom's mom. I don't know why it's a grandmother, but I feel that you do deserve this and you do deserve to be free. There's a freedom they didn't have. And I feel that's part of your carrying like, ooh, what if I, you know, it's like I feel that you're not betraying anyone is what I'm saying. Oh, thank you. You are not betraying them. You're honoring them. How about that? Can we yeah. reframe that for you? Okay. That makes sense. I want to t- Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Good. And I want you to know that that you are free. I keep hearing the word free and and think you're safer than you than than they were. You are safe. They were not and you are correct in that. I want to validate that for you. Your family was not safe and you are. And and you do they want you to be free because they want you to live and breathe the life they couldn't. Does that make sense to you? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Good. And and it is your it is your torch that you're carrying. Hmm. Something I want to remind you of when, when the Olympic torch is carried, Marla. <laughs> yeah, passed on. It's yeah. passed on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end. There's no there's no that person didn't fail because they passed it to you. Right. It was just passed to you. You you are now you have the opportunity to run with it. Interesting. Got it? Yeah. Yeah, I do have it. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, that cleared up a lot for me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. Thanks, okay. Marla. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I know. You are um connected there, Tori. You are spot mm-hmm. on. All right, let's do, we have time for a few more. And again, my apologies that we can't get to everyone, but uh, hopefully this does help each of us identify the core wound or or our greatest wounding. So let's go to... And I want to jump in, I want to jump in one, say one quick thing, and that is I want to acknowledge every single person, and I want to remind them that they are getting everything they need from being with you right now. So go ahead. Okay, thank you for that. Let's go to Phoenix, Arizona. Last numbers of the phone number, 2549. You're unmuted. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Pamela. How are you? Hi, Pamela. Do you have a question for Tori? Um, I do. Um, I have lots of them, but I'll give <laughs> myself the one. Um, Tori, I keep... Having, I've had many different, um, I'm going to call them visions, pictures. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not dreams. They're like in meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have, you know, they're all fabulous. <laughs> okay? and usually mm-hmm. it's not because I'm thinking about that particular thing. It's, it just mm-hmm. is something that happens. Um, mm-hmm. And yet... And, and many of them have to do with uh, financial aspect. A um, number of them have to do with um, pretty much transforming reality, transforming timelines, and um, 
literally seeing, you know, matrix and and um, crystals within the matrix and so forth changing. And yet, I seem to blank on, okay, <laughs> turning that into concrete, you know, existence. Um, I'm not seeing any of that or, or even the vehicle or the opportunity or the opening, whatever word you want to use. To okay, bring that so, so, let me, so let me back up here for one moment, Pamela. Something important that I consistently tell people is this. How we relate to the issue is the issue. So what I'm picking up is what you're sharing where you're not seeing it being concrete and you're not seeing it form into something, that's the Mm -hmm. issue. And when I look at that as the issue, I can honestly, we dive under the wave, and that's another technique I teach, but you don't need to know it right now. We'll dive under the wave of not seeing things as concrete. And what I want to share with you is that our brain sends off a lot of different ideas so that we don't have to I want to say be shamed by someone for not for not being smart or good enough or doing it right. And I'm feeling very strongly that someone somewhere told you, shut up, you're not smart, you're, I want to just say, you're stupid. You know, the, 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 I hear, I don't know if it's a father, I don't know who it was, but I feel very strongly that that shame helped your brain scatter some of your impressions. Am I making any sense to you? Um, not entirely, no. Um, it's not really connecting. I'm not, I'm not seeing that. Um, I have to tell you, I think that what I'm seeing for you, when I say if you notice what you said, was that things weren't connecting, things didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you that is the issue. Okay. And I know it, it may be challenging to see, but I think this is recorded and you can listen back. And what I'm going to give you in this in this moment, and I don't know if people can comment, uh, Loren, but if they can, I want to just see if people can comment on the boards and say, hey, are you getting this? What I want to say to you, though, Pamela, in this moment is that I want to validate that you do get impressions and that you are seeing things and that you do have that energy. It's the brain that is trying to keep you safe by keeping things scattered. And the indecisiveness is all part of it. So I feel that there is some wounding in there where, you know, maybe there was somebody who was smarter than you in your family. But I really want to say that, I think you do have a gift, and I think that the, what you're talking about also just needs some training. You just need to take some some training on your intuition and stuff like that, and I think it will uncover some of the other stuff underneath. It's very challenging because, you know, if I go too deep, I don't I don't think it's going to connect because if how we relate to the issue is the issue, and the issue is that you get all these impressions, but they're not connecting, and you don't see how to use them. 
anything I tell you, you may not see how to use. Um, okay, well, let me correct something. It's not that I don't see, it's not that I don't see how to use them. It's, uh, maybe I said that wrong. Um, okay. It's that I don't seem to be able to manifest them. No matter what, and I'm not seeing, like, I'll be shown something very clearly, very specifically. I understand it entirely. I understand how to use it. I understand all of that. I, but nothing makes that Oh, happen. you just need a bridge. Okay, that's interesting because I think then the answer I gave you is probably for somebody else on the call. Okay, so what you're talking about is a bridge. You are, it's, stop me if I'm wrong, you're sharing with me that you're missing a step between the vision and the manifestation. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Or, you know, Great. I see something transpire in the vision. I see it clearly. I understand what it's talking about. I understand all of that. It, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Well, this is making a lot of, this, this makes a lot of sense to me. What you're talking about is interesting because I talk about this a great deal in Module 3 of Life Purpose Divination where I go through making that the, we, we can see things, right? The mental, we see, the, we see it, and yet most of us somehow have a breakdown between the second and third chakra. And if you notice every class most people take, how many of you quit between the second and third chakra? That's what this conversation's about. It's about you can see it, but you don't know quite how to bring it to earth. Does that make sense to you? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think a bridge is a very good term, yeah. Okay. Well, long and the short of it is, and I want to validate that for you, that part of bringing it to earth goes back to uh, that first chakra foundation and manifesting in the first chakra. In other words, remember I said about knowing your purpose, mm-hmm. like that the one woman who who was the wife and mom and, and looking at Loren and looking at Acknowledge and me and writing, when you know your wounding, you'll know exactly how to bring that into reality. Okay. Got it? Got it. It didn't answer the question you wanted me to answer, but we have to get to your wounding to get to that, if that makes sense. Okay. I know I it didn't answer it 100%, but I think you get it. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not... Um. Well, it goes, back to, it goes back to what you talked about at the beginning, that, that in, even now you're saying, well, how do I bring it into reality? Well, the, 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 there is a process to bringing it into reality. So just so you know... You, your question is correct, and there is a process, and that's what we're talking about in this in this call in this conversation. That the pro- the process is uh, going through the map of your chakra, just like we've been talking about. So you are on the right track. It's a question of getting that information to get there. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Perfect. Okay. Thank I know you so much. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you, Pamela. And I think it's interesting, Loren, because I think sometimes you answer one question, but it probably answered about seven questions for other people. Yes, I know that is that way. 
It's a collective, right? We are all in the collective, and we're all moving through this. So thank you. Well, you have your course that you work with the chakras. The map is in within us and in the chakras, and you teach explicitly how to do that. So thank you for that. Well, we have time uh, for one more quick call. So if um, when I call on you, let's take a quick question if we can. We're going to okay. go to Glenn Allen, Arc, um, I think it's Alaska. Last numbers of the di- uh, last digits of the phone number three four five six. Hello, what's your name, please? Hi. Hi. Um, my name's Cami. Thank you so Hi, much Cammie. for taking my call. Um, nice. Yes, facing a a fear because I get a little nervous um, on a call. But um, I guess I my question would be: I've been going through some really tumultuous changes in the last um, really two years and um, working through ending a um, pretty abusive relationship and um, trying to step into my purpose and be that um, strong uh, single mother for my two kids and I'm not really sure how to articulate my question but I'm wondering if the any um, advice like as from your psychic abilities to you know um, help? I'm not. I just need from you, just so you know. I I'm just. I need to get clear on what you're asking, love. And I just want to say, breathe, because you're fine. You're here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Things just breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breathe. Uh, we're we're here with you. We're not going anywhere. <sighs> Okay, so um, I guess my question would be is I've been having this really amazing um, awakening experiences um, where I feel like, wow, I understand it. My my wounds um, have been, I guess my deepest wounds is just um, I really feel people's pain, but mm-hmm. I also almost feel like I've taken it on so deeply that it it feels like I hold all of it and it's just really um, messed with my self-worth. And so how can I take that wound and um, really help other people? I get it. I get it. And I think what I want to say to you is that there's a one of the fables, um, the um, oh gosh, it's the grief card, and the grief, the fable of grief says, grief is love without a place to go. And I feel that you energetically, you've had a lot of grief in your life, and a lot has been put on you, and really understanding and comprehending that you have fountains and fountains and fountains of love in you that you have never been able to express till this point. And if it hadn't been for your child, if it hadn't been for certain things, really, and you've probably said this, these were saving graces, a place for you to take your love. Does this make sense to you? 
Yes. And I want you to know that, that the grief that you are feeling right now, this, this deep, it's kind of like a heaviness in your body. What you're describing to me is deep grief because you're for the first time experiencing the sadness that your family of origin probably didn't allow you to feel. You were just on the run so much of the time and taking on so many of everybody else's feelings that really experiencing how loving you are and how much love you have to give can be overwhelming. And I just want you to know that you're okay. And when you have that platform of tremendous love mixed with grief, that's the gift of the empath. And it is definitely it is definitely part of your journey. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, very much. Thank you. You are welcome. So happy. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> thanks. Wow. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Is it Tammy or Cammy? Cammy. Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Continue to unravel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. She was lovely. Thank you. Yes, okay. Well, that is all the time we have for our callers, and I do thank you, Tori, for taking extra time to get to a few of those callers. Again, there is a video that we invite our listeners to check out. Again, that video is on the special offer page, and it talks a little bit more from Tori about her program and some of this training that we can embark on. So, Tori, as we say goodbye, I want to give you a moment to address anything that we didn't have time for um, before we go away today. Thank you. The one thing I really want to leave everyone with is you already have your answers. You know, my job as a, quote, psychic is to make my job obsolete. And really, I see myself in my life as a facilitator to open up the space for you to find your voice. Now, look at how that matches my wounding. What an incredible gift you give me when I'm allowed to facilitate your voice coming through, just like Loren's gift of acknowledging how wonderful and beautiful all of you are gives her that joy and the reasoning behind why she does what she does. So I want to leave everyone with those wonderful thoughts and just send lots of love. And we receive that love and we shine it back to you and everyone in our life. Very empowering as we step into our mastery. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tori Hartman, for all of your incredible work and this beautiful quantum conversation. Love you lots. Thank you. We love you, too. Bye. Bye. Well, now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. And we always return to love. We think, we sing of love. We dance with love. We dance in love. So enjoy as this picks up some steam. Namaste. <laughs> Thank you.
you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.